It's May 23rd for the third episode of Misinformed Nation. Got a good one lined up for everybody. We got a brand newcomer coming. This is Metis from Metispot and Fun Fact Friday. What's up, Metis? Joining us again, it's Sir Sir Seat Sitter from Abs in a Six Pack. Howdy. And last but not least, Podcasting Royalty with Gwyff the King of Kent. What up? And this is Booberry from Behind the Schemes, and I got a brand new kitten, and she's cute as fuck. You know, the first time we played that out, it was perfect. We had such good timing. I'm going to sit here and practice. Practice every morning. You do that. Be better podcast to you. Yeah. Well, thanks for joining us, Midas. Oh, yeah. Welcome. Glad to do it. Howdy. This is... Uh, so, we, um, I don't think we've talked about it on the show yet, but the the new plan is maybe doing this instead of once every other week, do it every week, and we have a rotating cast of characters bringing their own podcast. I think Spencer was talking about doing a sign-up list on No Agenda or link that can yeah. be accessed through No Agenda Social, so anybody can sign up and get in on the action. What a beautiful thing that would be, right? Like our very own, all like a sort of cast of thousands thing going on. Be great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bubble package Power Rangers. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I think we need to ban Nick the Rat, though. Yeah. Oh, right. It's just arbitrarily. <laughs> arbitrarily, for no reason. Well, we I'm could, so, we could shadow ban him, him on the algos, can't we? Yeah. <laughs> Push him way down the bottom. We don't want to make this too easy. Should we should we mention um, why old uh, sexy Spence ain't here? Because um, there's something a little bit more important happening in his life. Yeah, they're busy making a little person or something. <laughs> but uh, no, we have nothing but love for him, and uh, we wish them the very best. And uh, can't wait to see what happens uh, over the next couple of days. So it's exciting shit. It's uh, it's super exciting. It's a beautiful thing, isn't it? And and the race between her um Delorean and Illuminadia seems like it's coming to an end, so we can see who's actually getting that baby out of there fastest. <laughs> yeah, uh Sir Sir Seat Sitter, are you are you gonna be uh are you are you I guess are are you and the keeper lined up with anybody else or are you are you all kinda on your own? As far as I know, it's just us where you got we've got a little baby boy coming in September. Nice. Um so yeah. It's, it's going to be fun. Actually, uh, kind of relates to one of the shows I brought today. So, oh, very me cool. too as well. I kind of got a little little thing going on in that sort of direction, just for one or two. I have nothing that's family safe, so <laughs> <laughs> stick it to the end. We'll, we'll save that to after watershed. All right, <clears throat> when the kids are gone to bed. Sounds good. Um, well, cool. Uh, Chris, you kind of sounded like you volunteered. How about you start us off? Oh well. Um, Okay, I, I, uh, I've been having. Well, I'll start with my on, the on stream show, and all I pulled was the intro, uh, because it's kind of self-explanatory what the show's about. But this is the Daddy Cast on the No Agenda Stream, and when I first heard it, because I listen to the No Agenda Stream at work, if I've listened to everything in my podcast queue, when I first heard this show, I was like, "What is this shit?" 
<laughs> but it's really grown on me, and I've learned a lot of things I hadn't even considered to even begin to think about when it comes to fatherhood. This is the Daddy Cast on the No Agenda Stream, and I've it's a it's a very helpful resource. So. Just wanting to learn more about the crazy world of fatherhood. You're in good company here at the Daddy Cast. Daddy, turn off the radio. There's nothing playing anywhere, don't you know? Daddy, turn it up. Testing one, two, three. Welcome to the world of the Daddy Cast. Daddy, turn it up. Testing one, two, three. So that is the intro for the show. I, <laughs> I kind so of hate energy. it because it's so <laughs> fucking well produced. I love it. <laughs> but he, uh, he'll have, uh, sometimes it'll just be him. Sometimes he'll have other dads where they compare tips and tricks. Like they were talking okay. about reward versus punishment, like positive reinforcement. Some I hadn't heard of was like a token system where they, they bought a set of poker chips and you get a, give them a chip every time they do something good and they can turn it in for, you know, like TV time or computer time. Just like oh, little yeah. things like that, like that I had just never thought of. And then, you know, ways to conquer boredom on long car rides. And he'll have, sometimes he'll have his kids who are now off at college and he'll come back and interview them and talk about like things he did right, things he did wrong as a, oh. as a dad and like what, like ways he could have improved he'll have like dads that are new dads on but mostly it's just him like reflecting on it's just a lot of tips and tricks on how old are his kids then is he the young old like i think they're in college but all right yeah anyway it's uh it's it's like uh yeah there's a lot of stuff that i have learned and that has actually been really helpful for preparing to have a kid so um i didn't pull any clips from i just figured i'd give it a, a brief synopsis of it a thumbs but, up uh, from the the misinformed donation guys. Yeah, Daddy and it's on the it's on the No Agenda stream, uh, Daddy Cast. I think it's called Daddy Cast going, Rewind. Actually, is it is it old? Is it been going a long time? What episodes are they on? Well, it's he'll um, it's called Daddy Cast Rewind. I guess the original one ten years ago was Daddy Cast because he'll play clips from oh, his right. his Daddy Cast that he did like ten years ago. Whoa. So he just recently brought it back, and it's on the No Agenda stream. It's a uh, double dadding going on. Yeah, it's a good resource if you're like me and just about to be a dad. So that's uh, that's my on, and uh, I give it two thumbs up as far as helpfulness. I wouldn't say it's like humorous or super entertaining. It's just a helpful resource, and I figured I needed to give them a shout out. So yeah, that's yeah. a nice one. Uh, cool. Daddycast, Daddycast Rewind. Um, now my my out. off, yeah, I like it. Um, my off, my off stream podcast is something that um, I'm surprised nobody's pulled yet for this show because um, it's a really good show and i can't remember i just nobody's even talked about it here on misinformed donation yet ladies and gentlemen welcome to the tim dylan show no i'm just kidding um <laughs> <laughs> i want the vaccine more than once <laughs> six times <laughs> no i get um d- okay so my off is actually those conspiracy guys have you ever listened to that oh like yeah, Scottish, yeah, yeah, yeah. Irish dudes. Right. oh my god 
freaking nine hour episodes, man. Yeah. <laughs> what? Nine yeah. hour episodes. You kidding me? Sometimes it's, it's pretty wild. Um, I, it's one of those shows for that reason. I don't catch every episode of, but if there's a topic, uh, that interests me, I'll listen to it and they really do their homework. I mean, they'll go deep on like, they just did like a six hour episode on, um, Malcolm X, one that was almost that long on Bob Marley. Um, oh, wow. I mean, they really go deep. Um, and they're, it's if you can get past the uh, the UK accent, then it's. Right. <laughs> where are they Scottish or, or Irish? Watch your mouth, scum. I can't tell. I always get Scottish and Irish confused. I want to say they're Scottish. They're Scottish. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I'll, I'll soon let you know. They. I think okay, Scottish yeah. one is like, ooh, 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 and then the Irish is more like, the Scottish one is like, gur, gur, gur. yeah, that's yeah. it. It's all back of the throat. Yeah. <laughs> this so is from I, a fully, only... fully trained professional television and film <laughs> actor over here, Mr. Cop. Uh, so I, uh, I only have two clips left, uh, but this is an episode that I listened to. This is just the intro um, for the Oklahoma City bombing and episode they did and I might pause it because it's a it's a long clip here might interrupt on this episode of those conspiracy guys <laughs> we discuss one of the most devastating domestic terrorist attacks on American soil which involved white supremacist militia secret government agents ex-military operatives and of course the deaths of 168 people we're talking the Scottish Scott That's Scottish. Irish, guys. Those deads it's are Irish? from an Irish, Irish place. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. about the Oklahoma City bombing. On the 19th of April, 1995, a truck exploded in front of the Alfred P. Murrah building, blowing almost a third of the building away, killing 168 people and injuring almost 700 more. He makes it sound happy, though. This huge explosion caused over yeah, $650 million dollars in damage and was apparently set up and set off by the now infamous Timothy McVeigh. Arrested away from the scene for a dodgy license plate, McVeigh became the main culprit and was paraded through the news media as a vicious anti-government militia member with ties to white supremacy organizations. McVeigh even showed his support for David Koresh and those in the siege at Waco. Uh These militia movements and incidents involving them in the 90s, including the likes of Waco and Ruby Ridge, were becoming almost commonplace in the modern news media. The looming shadow of armed insurrection and the thought of an army of Second Amendment defending patriots scared the shite out of regular America. (laughs) (laughs) McVeigh was an ex-military operative and apparently worked on some special operations in special forces units in his time there. This fact leads some people to believe that McVeigh was in fact framed for this bombing and that it was part of a manipulation plot by the US government to control these militia movements. The testimony of some of the most valuable witnesses to the event claim that this might be actually the case, with multiple reports of alibis from McVeigh and even a few associated and convenient suicides. So what they usually do on this show is they, this is still the intro where they're setting it up and the music bed is not through the whole six hours. (laughs) But I was going to say. (laughs) But they, uh, I mean, they bring the documents, they do the research and it'll be him and a couple of his friends. um, They mostly focus on the characters um, surrounding these events and dive deep into like their backgrounds and stuff. Um, but and sometimes like they just had Greg Carlwood on the Fireside Chat, so it's like their shorter episodes will be a guest episode, but their long ones. I mean, they really, they really go deep into. Them. Um, I'll keep going here. This is this is uh, still the intro. 
Some claim it was a false flag to usher in the anti-terrorism bill, and others claim it was to ensure profits from agricultural materials used as bomb-making components? Question mark? Or is it, as it seems, a disgruntled former military agent who turned his own government and organised a bombing that took the lives of 168 people and was then arrested, tried and executed? Who was Timothy McVeigh? Was his training in secretive operations in the military part of the false flag plot? Was Timothy McVeigh a patsy for this event? How powerful was this bomb? What about all the witnesses claiming shenanigans? <laughs> Are the US government trying to shut down these armed militias? Was this a false flag to allow the government to take more control? Or was this all just an unfortunate tragedy executed by an evil man? So join us, co-conspirators, as we drive the truck of inquisitiveness up to the office block of doubt and explode knowledge over a 16-block radius. As we examine the largest domestic terrorist attack on U.S. soil until 9-11, this time we're talking about the Oklahoma City bombing. the intro music these days. <laughs> <laughs> right. Step our game up. Hello and welcome to another Those Conspiracy Guys. This time we're talking, we're, we're, I guess we're going to be talking about uh, bringing the house down, uh, Oklahoma bombing style. Uh, we're going to be talking about Timothy McVeigh, <laughs> one of the worst <laughs> domestic <laughs> terrorist attacks on United States soil. I think I could say that. Uh, apart from 9-11, obviously, because that, uh, yeah. that wins in the whole uh, dead bodies count. Um, but Oklahoma bombing was a massive event. 1995, Timothy McVeigh. Um, I mean, if people hadn't been watching, maybe it mightn't have happened. Some kiddies died and, you know, you know what happens when kids die. It becomes a thing that you're not allowed to even question the veracity of it. Uh, you know, <coughs> Sandy Hook. And ding, ding, uh, ding. today, joining us to talk about this, to try and not get kicked off YouTube, Twitter or any of the rest of it, uh, we have uh, Prince of the Salty Islands, uh, the redness himself. He's here in his invisible jacket up against our green screen. Uh, <laughs> actor, singer, pr- uh, like prolific musician. Miserable uh, nine to fiver. Uh, miserable nine yeah, to fiver. Uh, writer, uh, poet, uh, bomb vivant, Busy uh, man about town, and that re- weird feeling that you feel just before you go to bed and you feel like there's somebody in your room. That's him, mm. Eamon O'Neill. That's me, a person of clout. So, okay, I- Irish or Scottish, you're still going with the Irish there, Goof? Um, I mean, yeah, I'm in a position of great, um, yeah, knowledge over this one. I can, I can 100% say that this is a definitely Irish accent, yeah. Okay, all right. I used to be very attractive to the ladies with the Irish accents, so. <laughs> Not that I'm attracted to these guys. <laughs> I think this is hey, one of the shows I sent to my mom to check out huh? uh, back in really? the day. Mm-hmm. It's been around forever. Has it? Yeah. Yeah, um, they said they're so, on Twitter and YouTube and all that. How come they're still knocking around them parts? Because everyone I know has been kicked off of there. I, yeah, Fun Fact Friday got an episode kicked off. No, <laughs> right? Yeah. Whatever they did, I think they kind of marketed them themselves the same way as last podcast on the left. So it's it's like conspiracies that are safe for the family. Yeah, and I think yeah. the true crime aspect um, kind of helps out. It's I like, don't know oh, how fit how. I don't know how safe the Oklahoma City bombing is to question, but but I mean it's long enough ago that I guess it's you can be under the radar with that one. I was there. 
Holy shit. Really? Yeah. What, um, they're there, actually there. My aunt was stationed at the, uh, or my uncle, I guess, um, was stationed at the military <laughs> base there. And um, we, we, you know, we went to see my aunt. Anyway, uh, we were packing the car to head out and we heard, we heard the explosion. Jesus, and we had no dude. idea what it was. We were getting in the car and we didn't hear about it until we got down to Texas where we were, which was our final destination there. And, you know, we heard it on the radio and everything and we were like, oh crap, that's what that was. Yeah. So it was, it was crazy that we were, we were right down the road, couple like a couple miles away. <clears throat> and then on that same trip, we, um, there was tornadoes after we left Texas, headed back to North Carolina. There was uh, a bunch of tornadoes and dad was driving and we were looking behind us and we saw a tornado like chasing us and it tore up a bridge right after we went across it. Is it the Roland Emmerich movie? So it was, no, it was the craziest vacation we ever went on. (laughs) That's insane. Bombs, twisters, what the hell? Yeah. Disaster was chasing us. Felt a bit like a mothman. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Speak of the devil. Man, that makes my that two weeks in though. Cancun sound really um, benign. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the worst holiday I've been on. <laughs> I used to listen oh, to uh, those conspiracy guys when I was mowing the lawn. You have a big lawn, obviously. <laughs> yeah. I, they um, they do good work and like that. I, I recommend the Oklahoma City bombing episode. It's it's a good five and a half hours, close to six if I remember. But um. They focus, like I said, a lot of times on the, the weird cast of characters surrounding the event. Yeah. They didn't really dive as deep as I would have hoped into the evidence that Bill and Hillary were behind the whole thing. That would get them kicked um, off YouTube, wouldn't it, though? I'm yeah, sorry. but uh, they, they, that, I hadn't looked into it for a long time, so after I finished that episode, I watched four different documentaries on it, and I have a clip just from one of those documentaries near the beginning of it called The Noble Lie, but I watched like four different documentaries, and between that Conspiracy Guys podcast and the documentaries I watched, I want to just do a whole deep dive on the Oklahoma City bombing. But this is just a, oh yeah, it's right. Just one yeah, little clip from that. Uh, yeah, from that. Uh, it's called the Noble Lie. Just a clip from that documentary. Six hundred. We haven't been able to dispatch anybody yet. On April 19, 1995, as many people were starting their workday, a beautiful spring morning in the heartland became chaos when at 9.02 a.m., explosions tore through the Alfred P. Murrah Federal Building in downtown Oklahoma City. An explosion at 9 o'clock this morning that did that damage you're looking at right there, blowing off the entire north face of that building. The Federal Building located 200 Northwest 5th Street was almost completely destroyed. A terrible tragedy has occurred here in Oklahoma City. The bombing in Oklahoma City was an attack on innocent children and defenseless citizens. 168 people were killed in the blast and over 800 wounded. The hospitals were overrun with casualties. A rescue worker was killed from falling debris within the first few hours. But what would sear the bombing in the hearts of Americans was the 19 children inside the daycare center in the building who had lost their lives. The most beautiful memorial left by anyone is not in the rubble of this building, but in the hearts and the lives that knew them and loved them. We come today to remember their lives 
And we come today to offer thanks. Thanks for the hundreds and hundreds of people who were involved in the rescue and recovery efforts. Six years before 9-11, it was the first mass casualty terrorist attack on American soil. The prologue to a new chapter in American history had been written in blood, fear, and shock. Terrorism had struck home. From now on, nothing would be the same again. We know that more than McVeigh and Nichols were involved. There were questions of other bombs being found at the scene of the crime, witnesses to the bombing. The FBI, like any government agency, is more concerned with power, prestige, maintaining its position rather than truth and justice. Based on the damage pattern to the building, what the government says is impossible. That life we had back before the bombing, that life is over. For the first time in my fight with the government, they stepped forward and said it would pose a grave risk to the national security of the United States of America if we release these CIA documents. If you know the truth, the truth will set you free. You've got to band together or it's over for all of us. The man on top will get you. If we don't expose the fact that Oklahoma City stinks to high heaven, the same people that carried it out are going to do it over and over and over again, and they're going to use these frightening events to drive a stake through the United States and kill our republic. Every single, like, not all, like, of the four documentaries I watched, three of them, Alex Jones kept getting popped up as, like, one of the people being interviewed during them. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> but, He's done uh, the work, yeah, that, that's why. I didn't realize how many like local sheriffs and and sheriff's deputies and stuff that were investigating it just end up like going missing or dying. How many like, times are, are they going to do this stuff on you? You got how, like it just sound you could just replace Oklahoma bombing word there with 9/11 and it, you just got the ready go made documentary like every single yeah. time it's always the same thing multiple bombs and ugh, I oh, think uh, Bush's brother works security for both oh, buildings too. Yep. They re-upped yep. on the insurance the day before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's, yeah, it, I mean, it's um, it's a rabbit hole that I hadn't have, I wouldn't have gone back down if I hadn't heard that recent Conspiracy Guys episode. So uh, two thumbs up for that show. If you have the time, it's really only if you can listen to something while it, while it, the job you have or if you can, uh, if you're on a long drive and need something to do other than that, you might not have it might take you a couple days to get through an episode, but if you can maintain good. consciousness whilst you're asleep, you can get through them all the time. Right. Definitely a 1.5 speeder. Oh, oh yeah. Good point. <laughs> no, 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 no. Cause with the Irish accent, that just turns it into parody. It's just like a really long lucky charms commercial at that point. But that's what I got. That's uh, that's my two shows, Daddy Cast, Conspiracy Guys. Um, I like this um, unofficial kind of um, rating system that has cropped up in episode three here. These two thumbs up thing, but I think we can do better. Must try harder. Maybe like um, how about three, in three thumbs sideways. <laughs> I don't know. We'll think on it. We'll get something going. There's a way to rate these podcasts, guys. There's a way to do it. We need, um, also, uh, on Grumpy Old Ben's post stream, they brought up, because like a year or so ago, I was talking to Darren. It's like, we need to do an award show for the, uh, give different awards out for the um, No Agenda Stream podcast. Yeah, I think we could do that with this show at like the end of the year, like an annual thing. Yeah, we should do. The Golden Microphone Award. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know. It has but. different uh, different ratings because some of the shows I listen to, the content's really good, but the audio quality and production is terrible. Yeah, categories. And mm-hmm. vice versa, you know. And the nominations for categories of best produced podcast off stream goes to... I'm just trying it out because I reckon I could be the guy that does the thing, that does all the thing to do the... Or at least <laughs> one of them, you know, comes out with his little envelope. This is so like a slight reverb on your voice? Yeah. Oh, have I? Oh, fuck, sorry. <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, who's next? Who's next up here? Where we get? Well, hold on, hold on. Just before we move off of that, just that's got me really excited because last night I spent half the night watching Eurovision, which was um, an awards show of sorts, I guess. The Will oh, Ferrell yeah. movie. Just, just got you no, know, the actual thing, the real, the real deal, the real Eurovision, yeah, the real contest. <laughs> and, and just throwing it out. Here. What do you think? How many points did did the UK get overall from Europe? What do you reckon, guys? Thirty-three out of out of an infinite amount of points, I guess. Seven. You got no, nil point, none, zero, zilch. Oh. <laughs> Damn. And we pay like half the money to put this thing together. I don't know. Right, let's get back on track. That's my little. I'm off the soapbox. You guys had Susan Boyle, right? <laughs> we should have done. She'd have cleaned house. Not a dry eye left in the place. But no, we sent up some <laughs> little guy who looks really scruffy, and apparently he wrote some. Oh, he was awful. It's terrible. And we, afterwards, we went. Well, how could we got zero points? And then we watched it. And we were oh, we were we were terrible. That's why, as always. But there you go. <laughs> Never mind. Wait till the cock's up there. Once I'm up there, I'll win it for everyone. Don't you worry. Yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll pull out one of my my, my um, Jeffrey Epstein hits. That'll that'll get the crowd going. <laughs> <laughs> I'm writing a, a a musical at the moment called um, the the love story of J. E. Stein and Miss uh, Maxwell. Oh. Yeah, I need help. If anyone wants to help me do it, then going straight to Broadway. Come get me. Come get me on NAS. I think it would be the the West End in, in England if it, if it was going to go hit the major theater houses. Yeah. Um, I think of it. It's like a sort of um, tongue in cheek look at um, sort of conspiracy theories and all that sort of stuff. You can poke the fun at everyone, can't? You? It's like a sort of South Parky sort of thing. I'm thinking of. Anyway, we'll see where that goes. Let's let's circle back, guys. <clears throat> I, love it. I I definitely got to circle back with you on that because. I was kind of doing the same thing before all the podcast stuff started, so we we might have something here. Yeah, I'm I'm game. <laughs> uh, you know, I do have a perfect. Who's gonna pick up the mantle then? Where are we going? Where are we going? Are I we do going? have a uh, a perfect transitionary clip. Um, this is one of the off-stream shows that I check out. Like existing within that family, it sucks. Everybody in that family looks absolutely miserable. They're just parakeets, dude. That's all they are. They're just human parakeets. They're just inside the cage, and they must stay in the cage and act accordingly. Isn't it funny that as soon as he got to a country where you're allowed to say what you want, he, he was just like, started this is bonkers. Yeah, put this shit to an end. He did. Yeah. It's Yo, so true. This is the first time. That's the problem. Actually, it's too much freedom of speech. All of a sudden. Yeah. He just hopped from everything is controlled to say whatever you want, and he's yeah. like, "Yo, this is wild." He didn't know what. To I'm do not ready for this. Or... He jumped in the deep end. Yeah. But yeah. it completely makes sense from his perspective. Like he's royalty. Yeah, and the idea of your citizens being able to say whatever they want about you threatens yeah. your position of power. Yeah, and his perspective is like this is crazy. Like yeah. I've lived my whole life in this ivory tower, and people talk shit about me, and it sucks, and they spread lies, and they ruin my life, and it's the worst. But he's never been the regular person who benefited from freedom of speech. Freedom right. of speech doesn't really benefit. The elite. People in ah. power. Yeah, it benefits the average person. Yeah. Oh, I don't know if it's we set used this up. to empower the average person. Yeah. Did we set up this topic because we tried it six times that on <laughs> Dak Shepard's podcast, uh, Prince Harry said the First Amendment is bonkers. Yeah. Those are his exact words. So that's what yeah. we're referring to. Here. I don't understand like why, <laughs> I, and this fucking enrages me, but like I don't understand why he has an opinion about America. 
So this is uh, Flagrant <laughs> 2 with um, yes. Andrew Schultz, Schultz and uh, Akash and Alex, and I forget the other guy's name. These uh, are new now, names, I've always, because they, they, they had a great nice. episode with Alex Jones on, but I've always wondered, is there a Flagrant 1? <laughs> I, well, okay, so he does the show with Charlemagne the God, and that's Brilliant Idiots. I wonder if they had another flagrant before they uh, went to the new studio. Because I think they're down in Miami now, based off of that Alex yeah. Jones episode. They got like the golden AKs and the, and the <laughs> yeah. uh, Hawaiian shirts or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's a comedy podcast done by comedians. Uh, I've seen some of the Schultz Netflix specials. Pretty funny. But where they really excelled, they were doing these short like six minute tear down just bam 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 joke after joke um i don't know what you would call them but they're on youtube they're really funny and monty was actually the guy that turned me on to this to this dude and he's been on tim mm-hmm. dylan's show and theo vaughn and joe rogan so he's he's he, made the he, made the what rounds he does on the what he does on youtube is like a good version of what john oliver's trying to do oh perfect yeah. Um, and it's independently made. And then uh, Netflix picked up a four-part series. I don't know if you saw that of him. It's like Schultz Saves America. I had just seen deconstructs that the bullshit in 2020. That's really good. Uh, I'm going to play another clip here. This is from a different episode. Alex Jones is in Miami, everybody. I better live up to this. I love this show. I'm a big fan. I'm a stalker. You're going to get in trouble now. You're going to have me on. That's true. We thought about that. What type of trouble will we be in? No, just don't misrepresent little things you say. It's what happens to other comics, other pundits. Big corporations want to control everybody's speech. And I've said a lot of things out of context that I probably shouldn't have said. Now I'm more careful. But they never let you live it down. If They always just bring it back and then they exaggerate. Right. They, they add on to it and it becomes this big BS deal. But I love everybody and I love you guys. And I am actually a fan of the show. I've been watching it for a long time. Watching your stand-up for a long time. And probably the last year or so. Been uh, you're watching this show quite a bit. So I'm a big fan. Oh, I appreciate, appreciate you being on. Yeah. I want to get right into it. With I love you. that. I want that. But <laughs> yeah. A lot of great art out there in the hallway. I thought too. he pointed yeah. to me. That scared yeah. me. Right? <laughs> and I, like the, I want that one. <laughs> you can take Mark. <laughs> I like to look at the plants too. Usually the plants are half dead in places. These are uh-huh. not really doing well. Those are all dead. Yeah. These are fake. these are fake plants. Well, that's yeah, why yeah, they're yeah. doing well. <laughs> they're, they've taken the COVID vaccine. Yeah. They're doing well. Uh, this one did a really good job, and they talk about it about uh, sort of the comedic nature to Alex Jones' persona, and he he is legit a very funny man when he's not. I love you guys. <laughs> Um, I I also thought that they did a better job than uh, Jamie and Alex. Uh, sorry, not Alex. Joe better than Jamie and Joe did for his last appearance with I think Tim Dillon, and they were incessantly fact checking him. Yeah, wasn't yep. he smashed as well? Probably he he, he gets he trashed was... in this one too. <laughs> oh, yeah, but they let him they let him just go wild though, and it oh, was yeah. when when Alex is in his element like that. He, and he's drunk. He gets very homoerotic. I don't know if you noticed that in that episode. I mean, he was like, he, he was making that little Indian dude sit on his lap, and he's like, "Why don't you wear a dress for me? A little little elf outfit." <laughs> oh, AJ, you're the best of the best, man. When you said about him being your spirit animal, I thought, yeah, that's a great. One. Well, I, got I really to... wish Rob D would have put him on speakerphone when he called. I know. Him. I know. So close to talking to him, dude. Yeah, <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. You know, it's coming. It is. I think it's oh, yeah. going to be really confusing because the set, the soundboard is just gonna, what's going to be real, what's not going to be real. Who knows? <laughs> well, yeah. I'm going to play uh, these uh, next two here back to back, and this is all from the Alex Jones episode. They've had um, a handful of guests recently. Um, 
but I'll save that after these last two. I just want to let you know, we're not going to fact check a single thing you say today. Jamie's on there, he's fact checking everything, and, and this show, we're not going to do that. Well, we want fact. you to go crazy. Here's a fact. Give me a fact. Johnson & Johnson fucking vaccine. <laughs> yeah. That was a fact. They yeah. have a vaccine. Johnson & Johnson yeah. does I, have a fact. I fact checked it. You're starting off hot. It's called a virus vector vaccine. And this is how the this is how it went. Did you know that Prince Charles is the main heir of Count Dracula? <laughs> I know, I agree. That sounds insane. I bet you one million dollars. Bring that up, Jamie. <laughs> Prince Charles, Count Dracula. Okay. Prince Charles is the heir of Count Dracula. That right? He moved in five years ago to Count Dracula's castle, and he lives with a group of homeless of homeless children in it. No, he does not. I swear to God. Prince Charles. <laughs> Prince Harry's dad. Prince Charles, the heir of the throne of the dragon. Okay. He is a Transylvanian <laughs> According to this Google search from express.co.uk, Prince Charles has distant kinship to Vlad Tepes, the 15th century Wakalian ruler whom the Irish novelist based his Dracula. Hold on, hold on. Prince Charles, like the one that we all know, Prince Charles. Yeah, he's related to Count Dracula. Uh, now you really got me onto some shit. The worst things that you do, the more interconnected you are with these interdimensional beings. You have to commit these crimes against humanity to prove your cred with them. Yeah. Why do you have to prove your cred in that way? <laughs> because they're damn demons. <laughs> and uh, that clip comes from I didn't I didn't clip that one. That one comes from the end of episode sixty of MoFax. So I'm, cu yeah. I'm curious if Mo listens to the whole show or if because he's played a couple of flagrant clips, I believe now. Um, he's probably got a guy. No, Mo, he's got a guy. Uh, no. uh, but another thing that they did, I honestly. They they made really good sense of the Palestine and Israel conflict in in Gaza. They went through the history and explained all the uh, who the main players, how they ended up where they were, who set them up, who gave the go ahead on the land, and just various conflicts over the years, uh, small wars and shit like that. Uh, that mm -hmm. was last week's episode. They, it's worth checking out. I, I didn't clip anything from it, but. Um, I just I, I I appreciated their approach and their angle and kind of representing all sides. So it's worth checking out. They, they also had a good take on um, the recent. Have you seen the recent Tony Hinchcliffe controversy? Mm -mm. Oh, okay. Well, um, <laughs> uh, Tony Tony Hinchcliffe is a really good stand-up comic, roast comic. I met him and Brian Redband and smoked with him and stuff. Them and Ralphie May in Nashville. And he couldn't have been a nicer guy to me, but he's getting canceled hard. His agents dropped him, and Tim Dillon and Schultz on flagrant both stuck up for him. But he, um, well, I won't play the clip because it's, <laughs> even for this show, probably a little controversial. But uh, he, he gets brought up by this Asian comic and says, well, I can't even quote it. But anyway, he basically says, you know, like, the what <laughs> give it up for this filthy fucking, and you know, insert what happens when a piece of your armor falls off. <laughs> um and then he goes on for like two minutes uh, doing like a mocking Asian accent. He's like calls all the audience race traitors and the audience is laughing. But it, it ended up getting filmed and the comic that brought him up that Tony Hinchcliffe has helped his career got Tony canceled for it. Um, oh, Jesus. And it was just a it was just a shitty move on the part of that comic. But in the, in the context was left out that the Asian comic that was on stage before him spent his whole set making fun of white people. Yeah. So then Tony gets up and makes fun of him. But anyway, so wow. the reason I bring that up is... 
Tony's a good dude, and Andrew Schultz and Tim Dillon have both been sticking up for him. So props to Andrew Schultz for that also. Yeah, well done them. Someone's got to. Nice. Yep. Someone's got to um, stick up these people. And that's uh, Flagrant too. I don't check it out every episode. Or I don't check out every episode, but uh, when I do, I'm always laughing. Yeah, they it's, do a good uh, show. Two vibrant tits out for Harambe, I'd say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Non-identifying tits. It could be anybody's <laughs> tits, but two of them. Three yeah. bags of popcorn. Uh, for my on-stream show, um, I'm going to play you the moment that I was sold on this motherfucker. Oh, here we go. Yeah. Here, it's, it's, Got my bathroom over here. You got you got a, a bathroom? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, you get in your bathroom. I'll go. All right. <laughs> All right. Hey, we haven't been in the OBDM bathroom in a while. As you can see, we got the, still uh, the missing poster for, for Joe over there. I think Joe, um, as I said before the show, we're in uh, OBDM management. is in very deep negotiations to, to get uh, Joe back on the show. We uh, have uh, contract disagreements, but I think management and agents will be able to work that out in uh, the next few weeks to see what we can happen here. But uh, as you can see, the OBDM bathroom hasn't been in uh, use much. It's, it's, un, it's unclean. We haven't been able to afford uh, a janitorial staff. The economy is so bad here. And quite frankly, the OBDM podcast is not doing as well as it once did. So we had to, we had to cut back. You know, this is uh, Biden's America where you know, <laughs> things are just not being clean here. But we're looking to expand the bathroom. Uh, we you just got to get around to doing it at this point. You going to put a bidet in there? You know what? Yeah. You know what? Good point. The OBDM yeah. bathroom, I think in the stall right behind me, it, that's going to be dedicated for the, the bay. Uh, I think that's what it's going to... What's going on in this bathroom? Do you hear it? So this is our big dumb mouth, OBDM. Uh, I, know, I know Chris has said many nice things about this show, but when I saw Midnight Mike step up from his station and walk into the bathroom... <laughs> On the fucking YouTube video, I was like, "Oh fuck, I'm sold. I'm, I'm I'm fucking watching this every week." Yeah, and I I I didn't. I luckily had leftover from when I was on Paul the Book Guy's show. I had a a bathroom background image that I was using on Zoom, so I just put myself in the bathroom too, like a toilet <laughs> behind me, like right when he did that. And, um, and Chris is hanging out in the fucking mirror, and they got he's he's it's a very disgusting bathroom. Um, it, it's there's a, a night pickle on the counter. Yeah, there's there's a dude sleeping underneath of the sinks. Uh, a Bee Gees sticker, oddly enough, some Infowars stickers, Misfits black flag. Uh, there's a the missing poster for Joe, who was recently back on the latest episode. Um, but yeah. I, and it was cool because Spanky was the last. That was, he said Spanky was the last person to be in the bathroom. It's like since Spanky died in that car crash, that was like it's cool. I got to be the next person in the bathroom. R.I.P. Spanky. What a what a guy. Check out his music if you haven't. Hell yeah, Spanky. it's all it's all linked on their uh, their YouTube. Um, I'm gonna skip the second bathroom clip and I'm gonna go straight into one of the callers that called in on that show. The, this is all from the same episode. It's from when Sir uh, Sir Seat Setter was on there a uh, week before. And this caller is from Brazil. Caller, go ahead. Hello. Yeah, hello. hello. Who, who are we talking to? Uh, it's Rafael from Brazil. Rafael, what's going on, buddy? Oh, just uh, calling to thank you and you and Joe. This last two years, I I am missing a lot of BDM. It was very good for me, man. Very good. Are you, you're you're in Brazil. To, 
Yes, yes, I'm in Brazil. Brazil. How do you how do you listen yeah. to an American podcast? Don't we talk too fast for you? Uh, it's uh, it's a strange story, man. I haven't uh, I have a little accident, and then uh, I start understanding English uh, uh, from nowhere, man. Seriously? Yeah. I've heard yeah, reports of yeah. similar stories. When, <laughs> when did that happen to you? Uh, 2019. Wow. My English is not very good because I, I don't talk with anybody, but I can understand very well. Wow, that's amazing. So what was the yeah. accent? What was the accent that, that allowed uh, this to happen? I was, in, I was in a truck and we were here uh, in the roads and we fell from a cliff and the, the truck uh, rolled over a bunch of times. What? And I have a... An injury in my head, you know. And then when I I recovered, I was speaking English, man. Holy moly! <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, very strange, man. I can't even uh, explain what uh, this shit is, you know. Did what did the doctors and your family say? Uh, they think uh, it's, it's a kind of a miracle, you know. Yeah. Uh, I don't I don't know, man. It's very strange. And then I I started to watch a lot of uh, programs in English, and I found uh, OBDM. I listened OBDM 500 to, to now 901. Wow. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. What do you... Kind wow. of flipped up the end there, but uh, I thought that was a pretty <laughs> cool caller. Crazy story. Yeah, man. I, like, I liked at the end of that when, uh, after that, when Mike's, like, making the, the smack or, like, you know, hammer noises, it's like... Now I speak Chinese. Now I speak Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> it's like That's I crazy. Really, like, yeah. There's so many stories like that. Like That dude's yeah. not alone. Yeah, well, what's going on there? What do you reckon? It's mad. I think it's like proof that uh, brain, there's like a collective unconsciousness or, high, or like a morphic resonance field yeah. where, you know, your brain is a radio antenna and you tweak the antenna and you're getting yeah. a different part of the collective conscious or a case record or whatever you want to call it. Output device, yeah. Yeah. Like a two-way radio. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that as well, yeah. And I think that the, you got your two-way radio, and so you got your your thoughts from the big dude, and then thoughts from all, everything else, and then you got you, and you're in the middle going, hmm, which ones are my thoughts and which ones aren't? I don't know. I'm a bit mad. Have a beer on that note. <clears throat> they, uh, there's quite a few uh, callers on the show. Um, I know some fans... Enjoy calling in. I've heard Chris on there. I've called in a couple times. Um, Sir Saturday the, the guy, night, I think, the was guy the other one. The um, guy said that he started listening at 500 episodes and that now they're at 900. How, how, many, how often is this show? Is it churning them out? Twice a week. Twice they a do week. it live uh, Wednesdays and Saturdays. I'm going to stop by. I'm going to check this out. Yep, it's on YouTube. Talk, talked about it before. Yeah. Yeah. He said, you said he's really good with his soundboard. Yeah, he's yeah he's very good. At, he's the best I've seen probably. Um, yeah, that's a good category for the awards show, isn't it? Soundboard usage. Best soundboard use. Yeah, he's he's quick with it. Um, and it, it's it's one of the only shows. Maybe Nick the Rat and OBDM are probably the only two shows I've seen where actually watching it makes it more Better. fun. Yeah, yeah, and everybody definitely needs to watch just so you can see shit like this. There's a whole new thing going on where people are eating rotten raw meat to get high and it's a dangerous <laughs> trend online yeah. it's uh of all the bizarre dangerous trends to gain attraction or traction on 
social media. A practice known as eating high meat, high meat might be the all-time grossest and most nauseated. No, I think what I described, uh, maybe taking a shit or a crap in a bag and letting that ferment for uh, a month or two might be more disgusting. I don't know. Would you rather huff crap or eat raw, rotten meat, Chris? Uh, well, I'll try anything two or three times. <laughs> I got to go with the rotten, raw meat. Well, eat it, but you only have to smell the crap. Hmm. Yeah, I still got to go with the rotten, raw meat. Yeah. I, okay, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I would go with that one too. It, there's a there's a eh, there's a video here, but it's not doing anything. Okay, <laughs> asking the questions that matter <laughs> over there. OBDM. I, I about died when we were talking about the 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 guy that like sometimes like at certain uh, festivals and stuff there'll be a a guy hiding in a porta potty like shit covered man <laughs> trying to get a peek at a woman's uh, parts while she's sitting on a porta potty. And he'll be just down in the shit. Wow. And I was like, no way. Uh-huh. And then he, I was like, because it's, it's going to be more than likely a dude because women tend not to use porta potties unless they really have to. <laughs> yeah. and, and then it, he pulled it up and it was at like a yoga festival. I was like, oh, okay, that uh, makes sense. Like, yeah. makes more sense than like a Slayer concert. Oh, no. That, that guy would a, be taking a, a peek. Yoga of, festival. <laughs> a, a yoga oh. festival. That means all them people are going to be vegan. That's kind of and, a smelly place. Oh, my God. That's going to be the worst porta potty ever. <laughs> Can I give you a cookie? The, uh, the armpit hair and that and that sort of place. Why? <laughs> going live. Uh, well, that's uh, that's all I brought. OBDM on stream, flagrant two off stream. Check okay. them out. We should Both start really writing these shows. down here. There's this is a list going on somewhere, and uh, they'll all be linked in the uh, show notes of the episode, I believe. Yes. Oh, yeah. The show notes. Uh, all the show notes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh man, so, when um, sorry to throw back, but when Rob Dew was going about the was it the meat hooks? Man, that was I was <gasps> driving with the takeaway <laughs> in the van, and I was thinking, oh no, I just picked up a bloody kebab. <laughs> now you talking about meat hooks? I watched that video. It's pr- it's pretty gnarly, man. What on Ugh. earth is going on with it? I loved bro. how he had that country song he made and hanging around. <laughs> <laughs> It's like all these people at this like Thunderdome Mad Max party, like with hanging from meat hooks, doing dances and fire breathing. It's like, oh, <laughs> yeah. right, right. So, who wants to go? What do what? Let's do. So, something. I'll uh, I'll go next. I'll go on then. Uh, Booberry, you've got my clips. Um, we'll do on stream. Uh, Gob one, if you're. If you're ready. The Russians. Oh, those darn Russians. Is there anything in the world that they can't be blamed for? <laughs> you know, the Russians should be way, way higher on the food chain out of these uh, superpowers in the world. Because I, I'm, I, honestly, if I wanted to move to a free country, Russia's looking pretty goddamn good these days. Yeah. Um, we're giving them a lot of credit for their tech skills because they changed the elections in the United States. They caused Brexit to happen all because why? That's the question. What is what is Russia getting out of these things? So I uh, brought grumpy old Ben's for the on stream. Mm. I've listened to this once or twice. <laughs> yep. And um, it's one of my go to. Uh, I listen to it live at work. Uh, and occasionally I'll miss one, you know, because work stuff. But it's it's useful. They have a lot of useful information as well as, the you know, ranting and, and raving and wild speculation about things. <laughs> and I like because they're both very uh, outspoken people that they kind of uh, get at each other's throats a lot. And that's super entertaining. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 
Thank you. Makes for good radio. Yes, it does. Um, and you know, I, I'm and Darren O is uh, he, he's like the no agenda stream cheerleader. Uh, <laughs> and anything new that starts coming up, he's a, he's out there. He's he's pumping it. He's a oh, hype man, man at just heart. Got an image of him with pom poms in one of them like, little cheerleading outfits with the. Go on. Well, I did not. I did not have that in my head, and now, now you got it, right? That. Now, now the hive mind has it as well. There you go. Internet. I, I have it, and I'm today. keeping it. <laughs> Someone, I'll get Randy McRounster to knock up a Photoshop. That'd be good fun. <laughs> yeah, you can find. He's got a YouTube channel, so you can go find images of him and do a face swap or something. Oh, we've got um, calendars. We've got loads of images of him. Don't you worry about that. Hey, and no agenda calendar. That's a good idea, guys. I thought about no agenda stream calendar. Yeah, that'd be cool. Me and raise, bikini, you know. Me and the mankini, not a bikini. Oh no! You know, one of those Borat things, you know, that goes from the crotch to the shoulders. <laughs> I got to cover the nips, though. It's gonna be hot, hot, hot. Why you gotta cover them nips? <laughs> you got to cover, cover the nips. nips. It's called modesty. Um. <laughs> we'll get you. We'll do it in the action shot. We'll do it in pose. Right. Yeah, we'll get so, it. So, uh, yeah, Grumpy Old Ben's is, you get a few little small nuggets of information out of it, but listening to it, they, they try and stay on tech stories, yeah. but they always end up veering into the, the politics of it. Um, but, yeah, you can, you can play uh, clip two. If you want to go ahead and roll it into three, two, they're all pretty short. No, no. And, and it, I, I don't know if anybody remembers this, but uh, back in 2008, when they were first introducing the app store for the, the iPhone, I think it was the iPhone 2, but it was it was early on. Um, and Steve Jobs went up on stage and said, uh, you know, don't worry about uh, the, the app store is not going to be our profit margin. We're not even making that much money on it. The 30 percent is just the cost of keeping the servers running. But we are a hardware company and we still make all of our money on hardware. Um, that was 2008 and that was Steve Jobs projecting his reality distortion. Um, did anybody believe that? Oh, sure. Lots of people did for a um, while. I have just gotten to default to request the audio captcha, which is way easier. I mean, one, I have crappy oh, yeah. eyes, but even if you don't have crappy a vision, this is a much easier concept to deal with because it's usually like two or three words and it's usually fairly easy to understand and you type that in and you're on your way. So that is a, yeah. that's a plus. Oh, and the, the other thing that, that guarantees you're going to go through and into the, the endless clicking hell is if you run a browser where you dump cookies periodically. Oh yeah. Cause that's the other thing that they really want is they will scour your hard drive for every website you have ever clicked on. And if you've got cookies for it, Hey, it's like, you know, they've got a, a budget. This is how much private data we have to suck up from the person. And if you're just broadcasting enough to everybody, you get to go right through. So, you know, the first one was the, uh, the, the Apple thing. It's just, it's cool because, and, um, Ryan Bemrose, uh, Sir Bemrose has a history and he worked with Microsoft or worked for Microsoft. So he's got kind of inside baseball knowledge of some of the stuff that went on. Um, and he's always kept up with all the tech news. So you get a good history of things. And then the second clip is just a good tip for the captcha, uh, stuff, the audio captures i tested it out after darren mentioned it and it is it's much easier than reading the the random letters and numbers sometimes or picking out the bicycles or oh my god <laughs> and it's like Ugh. click everything that has a has a uh stop uh traffic light and then there's one of the squares has like one pixel of traffic light and you're like do i click that or not is that part of it 
and you don't know, and then you get it wrong, and then you have to start over, or it just denies you entry to the website. I mean, I, I look at the capture thing as sort of one of the first volleys of um, sort of warfare from the robots to the humans, because it's yep. just such a barrier, and it's just so annoying, and it's it doesn't do anything but take up time that's unnecessary, and, and it's only because there's blooming CSB has made some bots somewhere, and they're doing some nefarious evil thing, well, I they- don't know. <laughs> They've got a joke on Grumpy Old Ben's, the ones that are like, uh, please stick, pick out the stop signs or the crosswalks or whatever. And they're like, please be quick about it. There's an automated vehicle that needs this information right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I enjoy Grumpy Old Ben's. Uh, and actually the post show, if you listen to it live uh, Mondays and Fridays, the, the post show is sometimes better than the actual show. And it's, you know, it goes away. They don't. They don't release that anywhere. So they don't hold back. Yeah, I think it's I think it's a little more fun to hang out in the troll room with the bands than uh, no agenda. Um, that's just my kind of personal experience because it's mm-hmm. it's not rapid firing uh, message after message. Um, oh, much so much in the uh, no agenda when the show's on. You just you can't get a word in edgewise. You know that's a, that's a uh, sign of its success, though, isn't it? That's For sure. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, the, the bends, it's a little more communal. Um, so you're saying that's a sign of its unsuccess. Actually, that's, uh, it was during a grumpy old bends when I reached or Progo and I ended up connecting and, um, that led to the, uh, creation of, um, behind the schemes. And I mean, Darren O was one of the first dudes I reached out to as far as how to upgrade from just the blue Yeti and Skype. As far as, cons- <laughs> as far as audio is concerned, as far as audio is concerned, I found my original snowball um, when I was cleaning out this room here, and um, I just found it in a bag. And I thought, my word! I just looked at it, and then I looked at what I've got now, and I thought, how did I get away with that for so long? It's awful. Yeah. Oh yeah. So he's uh, Darren O is very approachable though. He's a sweetie. Uh, when I first got all my because I went on Podfather gear and just copy and pasted and bought all that stuff, and I didn't know. I don't know what. I still don't know what I'm doing with it. But he he, he very kindly helped me set everything up and. And I think it sounds all right, apart from the foxes and the sirens outside of mm. southeast, northwest Kent. Yeah, but something something's changed. He sounds a little different now, man. <laughs> I wonder what might have happened. <laughs> so I wonder. When I was clipping Grumpy Old Ben's, I was very tempted to go through and clip clip out every single time uh sir bembrose was like eh, oh, <laughs> or anything because <laughs> he does it so many times per episode <laughs> yeah that's that's the asmr track to bring to the missus on a saturday date night right <laughs> <laughs> sorry that i just <laughs> caught up with you <laughs> and uh, again it is 10 to 4 right for back. me over here so i'm a little bit more on point <laughs> Uh, fuck. Okay. Back on track now. Let's do this. What we got? Something else? Something to listen to? Midas, you still there? He's there, all right. Is he there? Chris? What happened? <gasps> me. Is it just me and you? I think so. What happened there? Oh, no. Put a marker We're in there. we being attacked by, um... I didn't even say CCP in this episode. What's going on? Yeah. Okay, I'm back. Oh, Had a package delivered, and the dog would not stop barking until I opened the door, so... Oh, <laughs> Sorry. It's all good. Okay. We've got one accounted for. Now, where's the other? Uh, he had to go Pemrose real quick, so he'll be right back. <laughs> okay. Well, I've got my off-stream show. Um, if you want to, uh, it is 
a show called Mysterious Universe. Hey, I thought so. Uh, no, yep. Just a crazy um, story, but right? I, I, insane, crazy story of these little people fighting birds, riding on the back of goats, and cranes following them all around the world like Terminators, trying to hunt them down and kill them. Well, surely there would be some type of fossil record, wouldn't there? Would there be, or even, you know, anthropological records? Well, in 2003, as we know, archaeologists discovered a nearly complete skeleton of a tiny woman who lived around 17,000 years ago on the Indonesian island of Flores. Oh, yes. The Hobbits. Yes. Very cool. Hobbits. Yeah. yeah. This is one of the first podcasts I ever listened to. Um, it got recommended to me by my, uh, the owner of my local comic shop. shop. And um, he's actually got his own podcast now, too. But the... Who I the, Let's face it. Right. <laughs> I hope you get everything. Have you noticed everyone's got a show now? <laughs> yeah. I've got two. Um, but yeah, it's they talk about all the different weird stuff that goes on in the world. And more recently they've been buying books and going just going through the books about uh, a particular subject. Like this one is about pygmies fighting giant cranes and storks. Yeah. And, it's like uh, mechanical cranes, or we're talking about bird cranes. I'm talking about the birds. I um, thought apparently, in my head, I thought the other thing as well. <laughs> a lot of good, ancient <laughs> a lot of ancient cultures had uh, mythology about the little people fighting the birds, and it's in a lot of ancient art. And somebody has collected all this information and put it into a book, and they're going through the book and talking about it. So. Wow. And linking it to more to other subjects that they've they've heard about because they've been doing the show for like seven thousand years, and yeah. um, they've talked about any possible thing you can think about. So it's still in there in the memory hall. And uh, I think uh, I, I forget the gentleman's name, but he was featured on Grimerica Outlawed not too long mm-hmm. ago. Benjamin Grundy. Yeah, they're yeah. very um, Dimension A guys, but they don't they don't ever um, leak that into Mysterious Universe. Okay. They don't really ever get into any kind of political anything. They just talk about the ghosts or the time slips or the... So you, you just get the sort of the feel that they're Dementia is. Well, if you follow them on Twitter, um, oh, okay. they're very Dementia. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, they're verified. No, I always get confused which one's A and which one's B. Um, is A the A? no agenda thinking or is A the M5M mm, thinking? No, A is, A is no agenda. Oh, is it? Okay. Oh, whoops. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I always get the A and B, which one's which. Um, no, but yeah, my wife listened uh, to Mysterious Universe for a long time back in the day. I don't know if she still does, but yeah, she turned me on to that show. It's it's good. And, and you know, they're, they'll have they're a couple uh, of duds. Aussies, aren't they? They put another shrimp on that barbie, don't they? They do that. <laughs> that they do. That's cool. It's pretty <laughs> cool. They moved out to the country recently, on the guy out of the city, and yeah. they have a guy there that makes sound studios out of storage boxes, like the, or the... Yeah. And they got one of those. It's pretty neat. I saw pictures of it. (laughs) Old Connex. But yeah, uh, clip two, they talk more about the hobbits and the birds. Nice. He wrote, the fossil remains of what may have been a hobbit-like species of human were discovered in 2003. Of course, that's the uh, Floriensis, the Floresiensis, the, the hobbits. But in that cave where they found them, scientists also unearthed a large number of bird fossils, including 20,000 to 50,000-year-old wing and leg bones from what appeared to have been a stork six feet tall. Yikes. 
Jesus. <laughs> I'd probably be a little freaked out. I'm six. I'm over six feet tall. <laughs> this is great, isn't it? This is Days of Noah stuff, man. This episode is fantastic. They tell this the story of these little pygmies riding on the backs of goats with spears, fighting these cranes, mm-hmm. and the cranes are just ripping them apart and Whoa. murdering just when swaths get of, out of a manga comic director or writer now. <laughs> this very second, where's Cool Acid? He's got a, this. Is his job. <laughs> I think he's Seriously. out somewhere applying a burn lotion to his junk. <laughs> their sound quality is fantastic. They have little uh, music in between segments that's always really good. Um, they do they do ads occasionally, but they mm-hmm. have a MU Plus where you pay nine bucks a month and you get uh, like twice the content or three times the content and access to the back catalog and and all that. So okay. Paywall, yeah, kind of, yeah, paywall for some of their content. That's fine. They do them. We do us. That's, that's yep. how it goes. Can, speaking of ads, can I bitch about something real quick? No. That, okay. <laughs> I'm gonna do it anyway. <laughs> no, so uh, a friend of mine like was uh, said like, "What's yeah?" He's like, "You do a podcast? What's the name of your podcast?" And I told him he looked it up and he was listening and he, and he was like, "It's like he he's like sent me the link. Is this the right one?" It was on something like Player FM or wasn't Stitcher. It was something along those lines, though. And he sent it to me, and, and I clicked it. And right up front is two ads at the beginning of an episode <gasps> of my show. And I'm like, I've I don't I've never made a penny off my show, and I don't want ads in front of it. And apparently, That's a lot of these what, what was the product pod catchers? It was it was like a McDonald's ad, and then like a shampoo. <sighs> dish detergent ad and i was like i, I was so pissed i what was like suggest about you i've never even i haven't even set up a donation page for my show and they're fucking putting ads in front of it on some of these pod, yeah. on any show on in front of these these pod catchers so yeah it's, 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 a it's fucking bullshit yeah you Tell need to um get your show off that platform um mm-hmm. yeah i've told our listeners on fun fact friday if they ever hear an ad before um our show or sometimes they'll just cut right in the middle and play one um, I was like, I want to know because I don't want to be on that platform because they're making money off of our content. Oh, I've and got they a great just scraped idea. our content off of the uh, either the Apple Store or wherever they're getting That's their terrible. podcast feed list. So I don't, like that. I don't like that at all. We should form yeah, the, uh, the FPC, the no, the PFC, the the Podcast Freedom Corporation or something or Podcast Underground. Or and we should get together and just stop these people <laughs> from doing this because it's terrible. I'll fly the flag. Who wants to fly the flag? I'll go next to the guy flying the flag in case he gets taken out first. I want to be the regimental yeah, drummer. I, I'll do. It's just, it's just super annoying. Like, it, yeah, it made me really unhappy. You know, because your your content's good. I'm not happy about this. No, <laughs> nor should you be. Your content's good, is. and they're making money off of how good your content is, and it's not. And that's not right. If you signed up for that, like we did YouTube for a while, and um. You know, you, you know that that's going to happen with YouTube. That's part of when, when you sign yeah. up. But I didn't sign up for Player FM. They scraped my content no. off of a service. Neither did I. Uh, all right. And there's that's a couple of them. I looked into it after my friend uh, sent me that. I, it might not have been Player FM, but it was one of those types of things. And I looked around, and there was three or four different ones I found, those podcatchers that were putting ads at the front of my episodes. And I was like, fuck this. Couldn't you get them for do like... What, what um, do I just send, like, send them a cease and desist? I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> like a know. misrepresentation thing. Because that's like... that's that For me, if someone... If I had a show, when I do have a show, and I will at some point, but anyway, besides the point, if someone did that to me, that'd be libelous. I'd be like, that is so disgusting. Because I'm, I'm that vehement against advertising, unless it's for my own brand, which is a totally different thing. 
But anyway, that's just, that's terrible. Let's t- make these people stop. Where are these people? Let's find them. <laughs> I've scores. heard on the internet, these guys are a bunch of little fuckheads. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, bro- Brodo, med- media matters. Let's go to them. They'll do it, won't they? Media need- matters. That's, that's their job, isn't it? Right, that's their job. I need to uh, clear the air about something. Um, on a previous episode of this podcast, <laughs> it was right, insinuated yeah. that Fun Fact Friday accepts ads because my because my 10-year-old so- daughter um, misspoke. <laughs> You need to get booted off stream. <laughs> but uh, He's yeah, she before said the tribunal. Normally, yeah, to the tribunal. She said we normally don't take ads, and what she meant was we never take ads. <laughs> she, what she I means is you're normal by not taking ads, right? But I'll put this caveat: we will accept an ad. We will play a one thirty-second ad on one episode for one million dollars. Anybody out there listening, just letting you know that's our price. Luck, and then luckily, Bimrose, the luckily, Bimrose didn't pick up on it when Mofax and I started shilling for Infowars products on, on the episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, pills. The, there is an issue, though, I've, I've sort of thought about a couple of times when people on their agenda give them their money and stuff, and then they'll say, oh, we're going to write this off as a thing that's because that is kind of advertising, isn't it? So, really, in, in all honesty, any donation is ad- advertising of one's ego or, or whatever. It, that's how you get around it, wouldn't you? Because well, send you a donation and say, oh, I've got beer and I like to sell it. You know, there's my website. That's kind of advertising now. It, it kind of is. It's kind of a, also just a plug. Um, yeah, I guess. And you, you can look at it like uh, I know some people look at it as I'm paying $200 for an advertisement on this podcast. Um, and they're going to read my note and they're going to, yeah, you know, whatever. But John and Adam will just, if they don't want to read the note, they're not going to no, read right. the note. They don't, mm-hmm. they're not obligated to do anything. Well, this is, the, uh, maybe it comes down to transparency then, like everything else in this world. If you can be transparent about what you're doing, then there's some honesty in it. And if you can't, then there's obviously some dishonesty in it. Right. And I feel like if, if the email to John Adams says, Hey, you know, do you mind if I plug my beer company or my nut company or whatever? My nut company. Well, there's the fisting nuts, you know. Coffee. Coffee's <laughs> selling stuff. I had to, I had to the explain. The latest episode had the, the, the no agenda the coffee. That was fun. Yeah. The, uh, we, I, I was going to try some the other day, but I figured it's all way over the other side of the realm, globe, world. Whatever. I need to meet up with those guys. They're in Tennessee somewhere. So. I love the names. <laughs> they were really good on the ingredients. I, I think it was really top top draw. I think as far as the plugs are concerned, uh, there's there's ways they can be done tastefully and impactfully. I mean, look how well the uh, CBD dude does. Yeah, I'm, I'm he does. Lavenderblossoms.org, mm-hmm. yeah. everybody. And uh, I think man. the main difference is the the if if the, yeah, you could call them ads if you want, but it's clear that everybody doing that are actual genuine fans yeah. of No Agenda. Yeah. And so that's the real no difference is it's people that love the show so, and yeah. it's value, value for value. Um, and if you have to take it the other road, as on the last episode of this, we explained you used to do what Tim Dillon does and just, you know, come right out of it. He loves the CIA. So do we. <laughs> <laughs> the Tim Dillon Show is proud to be sponsored by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the fact that they'll reject something um, makes it less... Advertise you like uh, I think Sir Saturday Night sent in an audio clip and yes. they, they just were like, No, we're not playing that. That guy well, has uh, a real knack for pissing people off. I don't, <laughs> he's a wizard he does, at it. Doesn't he? 
Yeah, uh, about his face. It's his face. Yeah, he's banned from OBDM. You know, um, on one OBDM episode, it's it's come up a couple times where some like a fan of OBDM will plug OBDM and give out a jingle bingle and shout out OBDM. And Dvorak has opted at least two or three times to not read the URL for OBDM mm-hmm. uh, on the show. As I'm not so uh, yeah, it's even though OBDM's on the no agenda stream, I guess like Dvorak considers them competition. I think is their theory, so <laughs> he yeah, won't I read guess. the website for OBDM. Huh. All right, you guys are gonna have to have a little chat because I need a tinkle. So a bit, however long it takes me to get to the tinkle and back. Oh yeah, I went to go take a shit. I was like, let's <laughs> <I> not <snuck laughs> even to warn us. The, <laughs> there was the, a boy with me well, and no, yeah, the coffee. There. I didn't say anything about it. I just snuck off because the, the coffee was doing its work. Got the bowels moving. I was like, I, no, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be sweating, sitting here clenching the whole show if I don't take care of this. I'm gonna go blast a duke. <laughs> God damn it! There's a lot of we got uh, any more uh, mysterious universe clips left? Uh, yeah, but it's 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 the same type stuff. Uh, they they go into every topic you can think of, and it's it, what sucks is I forget to write down episode numbers of things that I intend to go look up and dig deeper into. Like there was one where there's this cave in northern Russia that is like infinitely deep. It just keeps going and keeps going and keeps going. There's all kinds of weird stuff that happens around it. And I was going to go dig into it more. And I, I lost the episode number and God, it was years ago. And I'm never going to find the, the name of that cave ever again. But they dig into they dig into every paranormal or even slightly off thing that uh, that you can think of. And they're very entertaining when they do it. They've got a real good rapport back and forth. Man, did you guys hear uh, Dean Reiner's episode? He interviewed this guy that lives in Spain about Titans. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Ancient. Then he was talking about this elephant and like these heart, like uh, calcified hearts he finds, but mainly like this. Ele- I went and looked at the pictures and it's crazy how much, how these giant elephants are like mountains. And he broke down like where exactly all these different, uh, these cave these caverns line up to the exact anatomy of the elephant and stuff. Mm-hmm. I thought that was fascinating. So I started digging into that and he was talking about a heart, how the, the structure of the heart is like, you can actually unroll a mammal heart and it's like a tube, right? Yeah. That's the anatomy that, uh, of it and everything. Mm-hmm. And the way that it's wrapped up, the toroidal field that it produces and whatnot looks exactly like the drawing from that time travel document that I found from the CIA. Of a map oh, of what yeah. the universe and space time looks like, oh, and it's kind gosh. of a as above, so below sort of thing. It was just, it was interesting. I like when things line up like that. Mm. It all lines up. Everything. It all, it all connects to each other. It all lines up. The whole thing. There's no such thing as a coincidence. That's what I believe. Agreed. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> uh, one of the smaller coincidences that I notice is both OBDM and Mysterious Universe are uh, fairly old shows. Um, oh. I thought that was kind of neat for today. When did they start? Well, allegedly OBDM had been going longer than No Agenda, but I want to say Mysterious... I think like a year before No Agenda. Really? Yeah. yeah so that puts it, what, 14, 15 years? And um, I think... 2006, Myster- I think, is when he started it, but then he took like a year off because of health problems. Oh. Do you remember, Metis, how uh, how old is Mysterious Universe? Jesus. Um, <laughs> as old as Jesus, wow. As old as Jesus. Uh, wow. <laughs> old. I do not know. I know that they, they're they in like season 22 or something, but that doesn't mean 22 years because they just arbitrarily pick, oh, well, let's it, start a new season. Has um, that defined parameters for what a season is? No. Nope. Because I've never been told if there, there is. 
There is not. It's um, whatever you may come up to be, basically. It could be a year, it could be a hundred, could be what well, ten, you know. Right. I can I can look it up real quick if y'all want to check. I just leave the season like, field blank on my RSS feed. I don't know. I, I never mess with the seasons. You should work down. Start with seven hundred and seventy seven and work it down down from <laughs> there. My uh my plan is to kick it over to season two once we hit two hundred. Two hundred episodes? Yeah. Any reasons or just a plan? Eh, just because. It's gonna once once we hit episode ninety nine, it's gonna go to season two zero zero or zero one I think or right. zero zero yeah just something weird season two even though it would be only the first hundred. Don't worry, I'm not gonna math that math about it that hard. Yeah, we're we're losing we're losing listeners by the um, the count here. They're yeah. all switching. I think, I think we learned on that uh, John Oliver episode that math is not our forte. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> Oh god, I was laughing so hard at you guys. Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what Joe Rogan tells you, he's a fucking moron. <laughs> I tried to watch Community the other day because the missus hadn't seen it, so I thought I'd put it on see if she liked it. And he came on, and I thought, oh no, he. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this show's okay. It's that, it is that okay, show. Yeah. It shows okay, but Arrested Development, it wishes it was Arrested Development. Well, Dan Harmon went on like, to do um, Rick and Morty, didn't he? So I imagine that yes. the relationship with De- between Dan Harmon and John Oliver was was somewhat fractious at times. Uh, yeah, John Oliver, I think, was a guest on Rick and Morty on, the, oh, really? oh, on yeah. one episode. Sort of disappointing. Can't remember which episode that was. All right, we're getting off track. Let's, let's rein this back thing. <laughs> Reel yeah. it back in, boys. <laughs> Whose uh, job is that? Someone's. Midas, do you want to play the last clip that you got? Um, nah, it's fine. Uh, it's just more of the same pygmy, uh, hobbit talk. Gotcha. Um, I want to hear it. I'll hit it. Yeah. I love a bit of pygmy hobbits. Here we go. So that is all I got out of Gods with Amnesia by Robert Sepper. <laughs> Subterranean <laughs> worlds of inner earth. It's a story about ancient pygmies fighting off, uh, cranes. And don't forget riding goats. And riding goats and, and losing horribly. Somehow seems to be based on fact. Now let's take a break here. When we come back, I'm going to follow this idea of these ancient legends being based in some kind of tangible truth. I'm going to look at the work from Freddie Silver on the missing lands uncovering Earth's pre-flood civilization, where he starts talking about the builder gods of the Pacific, uh, some antediluvian worldwide culture that seemed to spread its technical skill all around the world and how they ended up uh, in New Zealand in the end. That's coming up after this on Mysterious Universe. Stay with us. Yeah, they they go all over the place. Even on the same episode, they'll go to completely different topics. You never know what you're going to get. It's a mixed bag of hammers for your ears. (laughs) Love it. Yeah, I like it. I like that. Anything like that. And I think the the, the, the takeaway from it is um, kind of what we're trying to say in a roundabout way on this show is is that we've got podcasts over here that are doing all this crazy stuff, talking about left, right, up, down, everything there is. And then you've got boring, old, legacy media products that are just so dead and just filled with hate and venom and all horrible stuff. And it's only natural that millions of people are having a look over what we're doing and going, you know what, that sounds that sounds pretty good over there. I should I should have a look at that. Well, there's a so, speak for yourself. I think Hillary Clinton does a great podcast. I've never wish I need to get into that. I really do. <laughs> do you remember yeah. when she started it and she put a, a laptop on a load of books, and one of them was by some 
geezer that does art about dead children or something. And I just sort of <laughs> thought to myself, she's the, she's like, we think Trump's good, but this, this woman's on another level. <laughs> she's trolling like hard. <laughs> yeah. Got to get her on one day, don't we? Interview her. That'd be good. Yeah, we should get her on. I'll see what I can do. I'll get my booking agent on it. Post I know shit uh, sent out in the email like early 2020 to try to get her on. I did not get a response back. Did <laughs> you imagine? Did you what say? If, what if she turned please. around and went, yeah, go on then. I'll, I'll be up for that. <laughs> okay. All right. Hillbot. I can, I can just hear it. She's in the middle of talking about some bullshit and you're just busting out the Ryan Bimrose. Uh. <laughs> 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 Very nice. The future is yet unwritten, fellas and everyone else. But, what you were talking about with the um, podcasters, there's there's a passion behind it because mm. I would love podcasting to be my full time job, but I do it it's not for happen, fun it? as a hobby yeah. for the technical challenge of it. And I think a lot of people are like that. Yeah. I mean, I, I personally, because I have this chat with my old folks all the time and they're always like, so how much money are you going to earn from this podcast of yours? And I'm, and I try and explain to them that the whole notion of value is just completely and utterly up in the air, and it's changing completely. It's morphing constantly all the time, and what they think of value is not what I think of as value, and um, they just don't get it. And I think, well, never mind. But there's no, as as Spence says, there's there's the only way to get it is to drive the car, is to get in, mm-hmm. do it, and then you know whether you like it or not. And if you don't do it, you're never going to find out. Yeah, I. I- there's a conversation I had uh, recently that's you, you can only rant and rave about people bitching about wanting to return to the old normal so that they can stay in at the water cooler and talk about the latest and hottest shit that they've seen on Netflix. And I, I mean, you can sit there and just rail on it and like how how people are just so stupid that they that they think that that could be any sort of like normal existence. And meanwhile, I'm just thinking to myself like, wait. I don't really pay attention to that shit anymore because I enjoy content that's made by real people. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And and then the irony is, is that when you talk to someone that when I say to people oh, what, about what I'm doing here and everywhere else, they always just go, oh, Russian bots or like, I can <laughs> just sort of think, wow, how out of touch. It, it's just weird. But anyway, we're trying our best, guys. We're trying. To, we're leading the line. We're trying our best. And we'll get it done at the end of the day because uh, that's what it's about. Yeah. It's on the precipice that's- of creating a self-generating net- network of federated shows. And yeah. Fuck it. That's, that's it. what Digital I was Kingdom. saying earlier, too. It's like I, it's been getting these shows for they're off the stream is becoming harder because I really have stopped listening to almost every show that's not on the no agenda stream now that there's so many different ones on stream to pick from you know there's, yeah, there's a lot of good. good shows out there that aren't on the stream yeah i know but i don't listen to them anymore yeah well, you have <laughs> like, a lot of time. I, I barely even listen to rogan anymore but there's only yeah. so much time in the day and uh there's a lot of shows on the stream now so that's what we're here for that's why we're ticking your box and we i the, the big one for me is not many of the shows on the no agenda stream sound like they're just straight zoom calls um (laughs) that's true or hey we're really funny um let's we have some pretty funny conversations after we've had a few beers so let's put a microphone between us um in my basement that has a water heater going off all the time and uh (laughs) make a podcast 
What, what gets me is even pros, like proper professionals, like the other, well, actually, if, if is it my turn to take the stick? Because that's just plow into my, because my, my clips kind of do this as well. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, you're up All to right. bat. Let's go to the off ones, because they're ancient from the first, very first show. We did a 1-1 one, one RB on, actually, I'm circling back around to fatherhood, so it's a good little bracket here. Wait a second. And all that. I see, I see one, 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 sorry, words are hard. So I should be off one, one, RB on fatherhood. It's uh, from the old oh. ones back in the, what oh. I didn't send you today. Sorry, I see. should have clarified that. Because <laughs> I've been holding on to these for ages and I want to play them because they're actually really sweet and really nice and everyone will enjoy them. Yes. I've, I've, got, I've got other stuff as well, but, um, you know, not prepared as usual. I could just feel the feel the dead air with me supping from this lovely and no advertisement here but Tunbridge Brewery <laughs> Tea Tao Ihu New Zealand Pale at four point five percent. It's really nice. The Beauty. off ones, right? Yeah, off. It should say off one one R B on fatherhood. Here we go. What's been the most difficult part of having kids for you? I don't know if anything about it has been jarringly difficult. It's been such a total transformation from yeah. not only a life, you know, like I had a life where I'm, I'm a performer and like sort of celebrity has been a component in my life. And so, so both being a performer and being a celebrity can both, I, I, I suppose, amplify aspects of self-centeredness in a way that can in retrospect be rather rootless and having children in a way that i that i'm present for has been very very grounding so it's very difficult to to break it down because it's so such a holistic change it's very difficult to break it down into components and because it is overall so glorious and sort of wonderful and profound it's difficult to uh frame it as being in in any way negative but it has been wholly wholly transformative in a way that's beneficial beneficial in, incredibly important part of maturation and like had i had this happened to be in my 20s i don't think i would have been able to have, have rooted myself yeah it's because he was a bloody lunatic when he was in his 20s <laughs> Dressing up as Osama bin Laden and going on MTV, <laughs> taking heroin, jumping on ambulances and stuff. But uh, um, that's I got to give Russell yeah. Brand some serious props because lately on Twitter he's been posting videos about well, exposing the Great Reset and the and yeah. the Davos Group and Build Back Russ, Better. Yeah, I mean I've been into Russell for years and years, since I was about sixteen, seventeen. Everyone calls me Russell Brand Light around these parts, but. Um, <laughs> You might get that now that I've played his bloody voice on this show. But anyway, that's my, that's my, that's my stick up. That's my gig over now. He's the real king of Kent. What can I do? Anyway, um, <laughs> so R Russell's, yeah, he's cool. But also, one, he's like some sort of multi-millionaire, but he's calling in on his fucking Apple earpod things to a <laughs> podcast. And you're thinking, just, ugh. but anyway. Even a blue um, Yeti would be better. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'll send him it. Excuse your P.O. box. Um, got one digging about. So this is Michaela Peterson's podcast, uh, Jordan Peterson's daughter. Mm -hmm. And um, I just, someone recommended that I listen to it. So I listened to it and it's, it's actually quite good. But that was Russell's take on parenthood. And, and I, th I think his point on maturation is really, is a good one. Um, when you do become a parent, there's an aspect of maturation that just sort of happens whether you like it or not. Um, and Russell's sort of a big kid. And he's always been a big kid and it's only through parenthood that he's been able to sh shed those kid 
things and just be a be a bit of a man about stuff. But let's go and listen to the second one because this is um, this is actually Jordan Peterson on on parenthood and he makes an equally excellent point. Kids get a bad rap and people think of them as an impediment to freedom. And it's such a foolish way of thinking because it's so remarkable to have children and you have the opportunity of having the best relationship with anyone you've ever had in your life when you have children. Also, someone is finally more important than you. You know, I mean, hopefully when you get married or you fall in love with someone, they're as important as you or perhaps even more so. But when you have children, it's definitively the case that now someone is more important than you. And that's such a relief. And it is a crucial part of maturation to have that happen. Happen. Yeah, I think I cut him off there. But yeah, he's right, isn't he? Old JB and RB, all the Bs, they're all right. They're all right about that. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, he's he's a cool. He's obviously we all know a bit about Jordan Peterson and that, and he's a good guy. Did I say P? Yeah, I said JB, didn't I? But he's not. It's JP. Anyway, um, but it's it's a good thing when you think about how because both of them had kids at a totally different time, and everyone has kids at a different time. But as soon as you have them, there is that. If you're a good parent, there's that point where you go, oh no, this my life's not about me no more. And a lot of people say well, I can't go out and have a drink and I can't um, be as much of a, a fun-loving person as I was before. But the fun sort of changes and it should become part of what you are. And and, and that's more fun almost to have a relationship like that with someone mm -hmm. that you, you create and you make. And also just to, to, to link that round to, to this here, but Midas, what you do on Fun Fact Friday with your daughter it's brilliant and it's an inspiration to, to me personally. I look at my little five-year-old girl and she's, she sees the microphone in the house and she wants to go and chat to it and stuff. And it's nice. It's this how we're all going to get on and, and do this thing for, for a long, long time. Yeah, we uh, we started it just for, for fun, you know, and I wanted to teach her audio production and video production and computer stuff and HTML and I wanted to teach her all that stuff. And if do she you think she's learning it? it? Do you think it's sinking in through experience? Oh yeah, she could. It, it, there's um, there's places where people are paying money to have their podcasts edited to get rid of the ums, the ahs, the pauses, clean really? up the background noise. She can do all that. She could make oh, that's money a side right hustle. now. Here, this is news to me. Yeah, she could um, she could make money right now doing that. Yeah. So is it, it like Fiverr.com, but but sort of seedier? Where I've seen it, um, there's a there's a couple of Reddit subreddits, which I don't freaking go on Reddit anymore, um, <sighs> except does. for the build a PC sales because sometimes they'll have hard drives real cheap. But um, oh really? Okay. Yeah, build a PC sales is pretty much the only subreddit I still visit. Uh, I've people got hard post. drives coming out my ears, but um, GPUs. <laughs> that's what I'm looking for. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, if you're looking for a new keyboard, if you're looking for whatever. Yeah. Whatever, um, yeah. But yeah, she's the people are like, Hey, you know, I'll pay 15 bucks to edit my, my podcast. And all they want is the background noise removed, yeah. some ums and ahs removed and the silence is removed. I'm like, that's like three minutes worth of work and audition. Wow. So, Good hustle. Yeah. And, um, we could have a whole army of podcast children doing this guys. Come on now. Put your finger yeah, out. I, mean, I, could, I could subcontract, I could, I could take the job <laughs> and then subcontract it out to Leela. And, uh, that's what I'm saying. This is what the Victorians did, and this is why they were so successful. They managed right? to go around circumvent the the realm, globe, whatever it's called. I love it. How do you how do you remove ums and ahs in three minutes? <sighs> you you quick, you very quick. If you that get seems the right tricky, you you um there there's techniques you can use. Yeah, there's you, you can get the waveform, right? Yeah, and uh oh, you get the sound profile of the um. 
Um, and it removes all the similar. Copy and paste, yeah. You see, the problem with uh, it automatically, though, is if I have a word like thump, it'll uh, umpire. Into thump, you know? See, I've got no yeah. problems with ums or ahs. It's likes and you knows. Those are my two things that I. No, I can't keep the myself. like habit, man. Every time I think I've gotten rid of the likes from yeah. my vocabulary, here's, here's I'll, here's I'll my just tip. go on a like br- brigade. Get a thing like a frame and put it behind the computer and have it say like and then put a big no sign in front of it and then do the same for you and I. And then subconsciously, surely, your brain would go, don't do that, that's a dick move. That or a dog collar that shocks me every time uh, I say like. Well, attached to an algo. Give me them keys, we'll have a good day. That's why having a co-host is awesome because you can call each other out on it. Me and Leela call yeah. each other out on crap all the time. This is why the No Agenda show works so well because they're both um, so good at doing that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Stay on top of each other. It's, I say, it's the you knows that I know that I've oh. seen and heard everywhere, and I'm super bad at it. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. Uh, what my psychiatrist uh, professor in college would say: take a rubber band, put it on your wrist. Every mm-hmm. time you say the offending word, you just slap that sucker. Ping it. Yep. Pavlov shit. To, um, to lucid dream, similar sort of thing. Rubber band on the wrist set a digital watch up and set it up for alarms like four or five times a day and every single time the alarm goes off you ping yourself three times and say a certain thing then when you start dreaming the alarm goes off and you go ping yourself but you don't get no pain and that's how you know that you're uh, sort of conscious whilst you're dreaming and then you can go and dream up of uh, Carmen Electra or whatever you want I don't know oh shit floats your boat yeah become the the architect of the matrix (gasps) spinning it live on the misinformed nation show Popping back to the here's a little tip when popping back to the ums and the ahs when editing, leave some in. Like if it's in the middle of um like a whole long um thing like that, it's not mm. terrible. But when there's a pause and there's a big long um mm. you can very easily see that on the waveform. So if you're filling that's the time, what, isn't it? Mm-hmm. My rule of thumb is that I sort of allow myself to say, you know, you know, once a statement and then I stop speaking and let someone else pick it up. <laughs> just change the all that you knows to you know what I'm saying. Nam saying. Nam saying. That morphs into noms, and I remember being a yes. I know what you are saying. Noms, 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 and then that just went. It, that morphed itself into you get me, which just went. You get me. You are get you me. are you picking up what I am putting down? <laughs> it is on the table. Would you like it? <laughs> um, the yeah. best way is to just not say the damn word to begin with. And then just do it live. Yeah, it's not even a word though. It's just a social trope. It, it, it's it, mm-hmm. it's and it's it's a spell really. Um, yeah, it's a, so, so something like on the media they they'll use something that the No Agenda show. I don't think I've ever heard them pick up on. But when the media say so called, uh, I noticed it when they started saying so called ISIS, so called Al Qaeda, so called this. And I always thought, oh, so called is now a message. It's like a parentheses for a certain um, group of people. So whatever follows so called is the subject matter for the message of why the, the story is there in the first place. And I just thought that was quite interesting. Although it's often a totally Well, that's not tangent. very interesting. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> there he is. Past self meets future self. People's present self. 
All right, we got deep. We got very deep there. Let's pull us back out with a bit of JB Kicker, I suppose. I don't. Are these are old clips, so I haven't actually heard them for a while. So now these are all from the Michaela Peterson podcast. These are all from Michaela Peterson's podcast. Can't remember what episode it was. I think it was By the way, she's a hottie. She is all right, isn't she? And she's got good I didn't gear. She, it. she makes sure everyone uses, apart from Russell Brand on his fucking video call, she uses some good <laughs> gear. I think. Uh, here's one three. Yeah, I don't you. believe that people, I'll get pilloried for this, or maybe you will, because it's your podcast. I can at take the, the blame. I can handle it. I don't think it's possible to grow up without having children. Oh. It's unlikely. He's still got it. Up. What's that? <laughs> I said, he's still got it. He can still drop a bon mot that's going to stir people up. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's hard to grow up until someone's more important than you. So. Uh. Why would you? Why wouldn't you continue being sybaritic and living yeah. at least to some degree for pleasure? 100%. Damn. Why, why would you... This is Because there was a lady that ran for prime minister over here and she was up against another lady in the same party that was running for prime minister. This was back after, um, what was that awful woman that had us for a while with the grey, ashen, short hair. Margaret Thatcher? No, recently. Dealed with the Brexit thing. She wasn't even voted in. She was a terrible person. It's not even oh, perfect. Oh, she was the one that cried. Name. Susan she cried Boyle. for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. What was it? I wish. It was, uh, 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 it's, I yeah, remember. I can't think of her Ashen name. faced her. I know loads about her husband because he heads up some sort of arms dealership thing. And it was when we sold loads oh, of I know who to she Saudi was. Arabia uh, and they Tony Blair. used it for... <laughs> oh tony tony and the the love song of tony and um bush that's another that's the sequel to the jay stein and just name Theresa may Theresa may Theresa may that's the one yeah yeah awful person terrible human being i don't even Great know why we're talking though. about her but um she's like, <laughs> edibles must be kicking in boys i'm not gonna lie um yeah so but the it is kind of uh, what what jordan peterson is saying there and, and he is right Oh, that was it. Yeah, this woman, she said to the other one, you can't lead a country unless you've had kids. And so the other one was like, well, that's an affront to everyone who can't have children and isn't a mother and all that. I think it's right. I think that you shouldn't be leading the country if you don't have children. Because it's kind of similar, I'd imagine, running a country and having kids. Um, well, but it's not right. That, you know, I don't know. This is like the dad episode. <laughs> yeah, isn't it? Yeah. We got you on specially for it because we thought you were a dad. I might be. <laughs> we didn't coordinate the dad talk, though. And it's fortuitous that uh, Spencer's today, I guess, supposedly got a third yeah. one popping out. Spencer and Lori. I mean, I, I'm not one to point out the machinations of the great divine, but this smells like a creationism event to me. So, there yeah. You go. So, um, go ahead. No, yeah, I was just going to move on with kids, but say what you got to say first. I was just going to say that when you when you have to make a tough decision as a parent, sometimes there is, I mean, you really do have to go with the lesser of two evils. And sometimes there is not a win situation. You know, you're going to either hurt your kids' feelings or, you know, and protect yeah. them, or you're going to let them go into a bad situation, which you yeah. just can't do. So there's not really a, a way to make everybody happy all the time. Um, but there's an obvious decision there to make, correct? As a, yeah, which is obviously you just got to make them unhappy. And it's like my my one year old, he had a pen, and he starts drawing on the wall. So I went and took the pen off of him, and he starts screaming. So he's now unhappy. I'm I'm sort of happier because I'm not going to get moaned at for some letting the toddler draw on the wall. Um, but yeah, yeah, like I Leo guess wants to get on out. some of these uh, some some more of the social type stuff online, and I'm like, no, 
Yeah. And no. How do you get to that? Do you monitor that? Are you because you're quite a technical guy? Are you on top of it? Because I, when I get to there, hopefully I get my pie hole set up with little profiles and I, I let them see what I want them to see because there's so much to see, isn't there? Yeah, and, and it's tough because even with Safe Search and you know all of the tools that are out there, it's real easy for them to click on a Discord channel and it be a not safe for work one. You know. Yeah, so I'm um, not a piping off going going off on one about elites eating babies made out of cakes or vice versa right yeah i'm um i pretty much stay on top of it her computer's right next to mine um so i'm constantly glancing over top tip write that down dad's in future and dad's now (laughs) (laughs) put kids computer next to yours yes (laughs) she does not get her computer in her room the only time she can have her computer in her room uh, she's got a laptop and she can only use it away from us when she is in class doing her Zoom calls for class. So, okay. Which is only one day a week and now. They're in school four days a week, which she's almost done. So, do you think she's a good girl and she abides by that? What'd you say? She does. Um, she calls us out on cuss words, um, which I know cuss words nice. is the least of what you worry about. But, well, she hold on. Is, that should be the cornerstone about what you worry about. If we lose the curse words, we lose curses. And if we lose curses, we lose the new world order. Right, right. Because they're a curse. Let's face it. <laughs> but anything, anytime, um, like there's an old Mr. Bean episode. And I'm like, oh, she can watch Mr. Bean. That's perfectly <laughs> Bean. perfectly safe to, because uh, yeah, everything I've ever seen from Mr. Bean was just Bane. goofy, innocent fun. But uh, on this particular episode, he lost all of his clothing through a series of unfortunate oh, yeah, events. yeah, I remember that one, yeah. And yeah. Uh, he's crawling around and it shows his butt. And like as soon as yeah. his butt <laughs> came on screen, she just turned away. <laughs> oh. She turned away yeah, from that's not, like, the, that's not the kind of ass you want to see. Like, no. If you, if you, this if is you, not the bean I paid for. <laughs> right. But she's so, like, that's inappropriate. <laughs> 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 well, by that metric, so is SpongeBob. Yeah. I mean, how many episodes of SpongeBob do you see SpongeBob and Patrick's ass? Exactly. SpongeBob. SpongeBob's just an artist's impression of a sponge under sea. Mr. Bean's ringer is Mr. Bean's ringer. No <laughs> what That's a- <laughs> and there's an episode name for you, Mr. Bean's ringer. Yeah. <sighs> Going on the sea bed. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Take that, CCP. You didn't even get in this episode. <laughs> Shit, I just did it again. Fuck's but sake. it's tough. Um, and it can be, you know, I, I've told her until she has proven to us that she's trustworthy, anything Sound she does mind, on that computer, yeah. I'm going through occasionally. Yeah, and nothing, right. And I showed her how nothing is ever gone on the computer. Um, yeah, I, I always, I was, I'm just going to go with sort of teach first through experience and mm-hmm. then allow them to form like almost inception levels of um education so i don't mm-hmm. think education should be a this is this and you should learn it sort of thing it should be a look what do you think about this and then they go oh it's obviously that and then that's how they learn what's another another part of it is I st- when i found out i was going to be a dad i started trying to build a philosophy not to get too deep about it but her, um, i was like okay how am i going to do this because <laughs> i want to do it right you know yeah i don't want to um, get it wrong that's for sure <clears throat> Well, I teach in my concealed carry course that once a kid is old enough to ask about guns or talk about guns, they're old enough to learn everything there is to know about guns. Oh, my word. Um, because you, you want them to be safe the around them. You are fodder for the leftover in Gitmo East, I tell you that. Just say what now? 
the fodder for the Gitmo East lefters over here because it's the trope is that everyone in America's got t- more guns and fingers and and the, and there's this skit about um, I think Ali G pretended to be an Israeli self defense guy and he went to a U.S. senator and he was like. Um, you know, we should do a training courses where toddlers have assault rifles and the senator actually turned around and went, that's a great idea, yeah. And to be fair, I think that is a great idea, but everyone over here thought, oh, obviously they're lunatics. And right. I just don't get it because I think this is the best thing in the world. I fired a gun. It, was, it wasn't the best thing in the world, but it's an amazing thing to be able to know that you can protect yourself at, at a level that is sort of paramount to anyone else. Like the the the, gra- the, the, the playing grounds are level and no exactly. one's got a, unless they're chucking a nuke at you, in which case, good luck. Right. I mean, we've got, um, I teach concealed carry and we have, you know, little 80 year old ladies who there's no way they're defending themselves against literally anybody. But once they have that pistol you, in their hand. Do you hand, have a, a special sort of firearm that you would recommend to an eight year old lady that you say wouldn't recommend to um, a, a fit young 20 something whatever well um my daughter has a a single shot 22 rifle which is how i teach her you know technique gun safety all that sort of thing little old ladies aren't going to be strapping that though are they no um and it's pink it's a cute little uh cricket is what it's called but um a little old lady i would recommend something just a little 22 a little uh 22 long rifle little old ladies listening write that write that notes write this down 22 because there's there's very little recoil very little to do and if you can go revolver go revolver because there's less parts to worry about Mm -hmm. uh you don't have to rack the slide Mm -hmm. um you just point and pull the trigger and it works Wow. Okay. You are now so. my, my personal self-defense arms, <laughs> even though I can't really get around to it over here. But, but yeah, the main, the main thing is that if they are old enough to ask about something, you need to teach them about it, the good and the bad, okay. you know? Um, good tip. And you like need that. to take away the curiosity because that's what gets you in trouble is when you start getting curious about something is when you start digging into it and you may dig into it the wrong way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's curiosity hey, plus. Hey, Dad, what's this? I just found this laying around. Oh. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's, That's... it's curiosity, but then if the curiosity is then curtailed, if someone comes in front of curiosity and says, no, you're not looking at it, don't go anywhere near it, that then leads to curiosity sort of festering and Makes becoming more. more exacerbated. And it adds that, ooh, I'm not supposed to do this. Whereas yeah. my daughter has the, I'm not going to touch that gun because I know it's extremely dangerous. Exactly. And I'll get to use that gun next time we go to the range. You know, if only yeah. if only Kurt Cobain's dad would have taught him about gun safety when he was little. You know, well, hey, he also needed to, to teach him dying. about not going around Courtney Love. But yeah, yeah. Yeah. that's a whole other conspiracy. <laughs> I think you need to do app on that one. I don't believe he took his life for a second. I've seen that documentary. Anyway, let's move on because this next one is a real. So this is Jordan Peterson, and he actually on his own daughter's podcast because they're touching on such, um, I don't know, raw subject as parenthood. And it must get sort of raw. And also, like, bless him, Jordan Peterson, but he is a bit of a, he does like a cry, doesn't he? Because he's been through the ring. He's been through the mill the last last couple of years. He's like a sad Kermit the Frog. Yeah, a sad, knowledgeable, wise old Gandalf-like Kermit the Frog. Uh, This is 1-4. This is the one for yeah. In any case, the reason that Michaela and I do this in, in large part is because, well, we're curious. We wanted to see how it would go, but yeah, I, we also, we're also seeing if we enjoy it. And I'm happy to be here doing something like this with her. It's a real privilege. I'd close back yeah. to 
you know, having children, I always... I don't even have a joke. I don't even have a joke right now. I suppose, too, this has been enhanced by my ill health in recent years, but I always feel that it's a privilege to spend time with my children. <laughs> and I have some girl. sense of how fast it's time goes. You know, I've always had a very acute sense of the finitude of existence. And so, and this is a good hint for people who have children, but with regards to your family members at all, is don't take it for granted. You know, every second you get that isn't painful, you should cherish. Yes. God, a maudlin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you came up with a joke. That's good. <laughs> oh. Uh, it's a real sweet episode. Actually, anyone that wants to listen to it should go check it out because it is good. It's not that long either, about an hour and a half. Not as long as whatever the conspiracy guys are doing, 13, 14 hours into birds aren't real. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's, he's right though, isn't he? Because he chokes right up. And when you said about Kermit, <laughs> I can't get that out of my mind now. <laughs> he sounds exactly like Kermit, when he, especially when he's emotional. Wow, has something happened here? Is this like sort of Alex Jones's Bill Hicks part two? <laughs> We're going to make it happen, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to meme this. We're going to make it happen. With Bill Hicks. It's going to be on stage live. Oh, God damn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Parenthood, though, man. As, I mean, as a pe- pe- I'm parent twice over now. Bloody, it's a good thing. I always, I think, do it. Find the person that you can sort of bear the most and put up with absolutely everything that they throw at you. For as long as you can and keep doing it and have kids and keep doing that because the thing about patience is it doesn't run out there is no patience it doesn't exist it's not like bitcoin bitcoin's a real thing that actually exists patience doesn't exist there's no there's buckets of patience lying around you can't top them up you don't lose them anyway that's me me off the soapbox what have i got i've got some on-stream clips haven't i let's do those because actually they 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 do they do sort of wrap around these ones quite nicely. Now I think about it. Nice. Um, not the Nick the Rat one. That definitely doesn't. But Nick stands on his own, doesn't he? You want one one or one two? Uh, I can't remember. Well, I think one two is the. No, let's do one one. Oh, oh. no! Did the thing again. <laughs> uh, I could probably play them on on my um and then pick it up on the mic, but. We'll test the limits of the RE320, see if it works that way, if you want. I don't know why this is doing this to me. Why? Oh, no, 1-1 one, one is the Nick the Rat one. So try 1-2 because you had problems with 1-1 one, one before, didn't you? So let's just leave that because we can push that back because it's not really anything to do with what we've got, what we're talking about now. Most people don't have near the time uh, or the gumption to really go look into the history of eugenics and population control and yep. and and vaccine development and and not you know and I'm I'm not anti-vax by the way and I've 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 been I've been called to uh, uh, you know to uh, to answer for this in the last few weeks here because um, uh, I, I've just I've just been asked a number of times, you know, by people who, who are sort of pushing me on the virus thing, sure. or, or I mean, I'm sorry, the vaccine thing. And it's like, ding, 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 I, dinger. I was vaccinated as a child, uh, against my will. So this is Mike Egan on Bowls with Buds. 
And I was listening and he, he gets the Vax virus things mixed up, as you heard. <laughs> I just thought that's so funny, isn't it? Because even normal people do it. And that is a spell when people mix up vaccines and viruses. That's a spell. Not that it's got anything to do with fatherhood. I thought I had something about when bowls with um, bowls after buds and the kids woke up and DeLorean was just waffling on about something. It was really sweet. And then she got and then they um, Spencer got back and went, oh, she was just moaning after you. And it was really nice. Mother fatherhood thing that I went I thought went really nice with the, the Jordan Peterson stuff. But. We went on a different tangent, but listen. In all in all seriousness, um, what no agenda has produced time after time with people mixing up viruses and vaccines. There's something in this. We need to think Big about this seriously. Yeah, it, great movie. Oh, sorry, I got that clip <laughs> working now. Oh, you got it back. Nice. Yeah. yeah. No, this is Nick talking about something else. He makes a good point about movies and how they affect us. But, but yeah, it's because it, I've even seen people in real life, like day to day, talk about it, and they'll go. Yeah, you know, I went and got the virus the other day and um, I actually went for the Pfizer one. And I went, hold on, you just said virus. And they'll go, did I? And I say, yeah, you you said virus over vaccine. <laughs> I've actually heard people do it. So some it's about it. It's a weird, it's, it is a virus in itself. The virus is that. That isn't, that's the virus. Yeah. That will uh, blow um, Ike's mind when, he's, when he hears that, when his secretary plays it to him. It will blow his mind. And that, I think that's the camp that I've most identified with is that, um, I mean, I, there is something going on that has made people sick for sure. Um, but as far as infections in the mind, that's that's where COVID hits hard, I think. 100%. John's got his spot on with his substack, and I send that to people and I know that it's the truth because they ignore it. And I, and I know that that's some, something in their head going, don't look at this. This is no good for you. Yeah, that's uh, Mr. Underscore Smith dot EXE, I think, running at that point. (laughs) Mr. Smith, yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. I think I saw that meme. That was a good one. Did you you unlock the Nick the Rat thing? Because let's get... What's that? That took me way too long to get the Mr. Smith EXE. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's what you get with us. We're like top drawer humor with a drawer above top drawer. We're on desk. Right on top of the dresser. We're in front, yeah. Yeah, we're on top of the dresser got to really look for us to, to understand what's going on over here. Nice. It's meta in a meta in a meta. You know what I'm saying? Nums. <laughs> uh, uh, here's Nick the Rat. Big Lebowski is, is a great movie. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Yeah. Um, John Goodman is uh, <coughs> oh, one of my favorite actors. That's probably my favorite scene in the movie is that it's not the opening opening, but it's I think this is the very second scene where... They're in the bowling alley for the first time, mm. and uh, that's the whole part where Walter's like yelling at Donnie, saying like "You're like a child," and walks in the middle of a movie and asks, <laughs> and th- just like the way it's written, where Walter only finishes probably like you know a quarter of the thoughts or phrases that he starts, that just kills me. And I think it gets funnier every time because it's like it's subtle, but the way they write is just so. There's not a wasted line or a wasted action or anything in the movie that, like, is just in there for filler, you know? Yeah. And visually beautiful as well. It's wild. It's pretty. I think maybe uh, each time we see a movie, the older we get, the it it's the movie stays the same, but you change. So you might see something uh, different yeah. within the movie because you're different. I can you see You have, like, that. a different perspective. Sure. Like, Good old bowls of buds. Yeah. Mr. Spencer and Dame DeLorean. Yeah. It was really interesting. Yeah. 
shoehorn shoehorn in them in here no matter what baby be damned no in all, no may the baby not be damned may the baby be blessed baby be blessed that's another good one. I'm gonna write that one down too. Yeah, no, it's it's it's, it's uh, yeah. Babybeblessed.com. <laughs> Babybeblessed.com, ladies and gentlemen, for your anti-abortion needs. Um, the Big Lebowski is so great too. Hey, Spen- or, um, sorry, did, uh, Booberry, did you now. see? I almost called you Spencer Booberry because you are Boober- you Booberry and Spencer are the same person. Um, <laughs> you can't you can't convince oh. me that they're not. Um, no, did you have you seen on OBDM? Uh, I have to see them. In the I guess it was together. like a month ago. They they were playing clips of the like the censored TV version of Big Lebowski. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like he you know he gets he gets the crowbar and he's like, you see what happens, Larry? You see what happens when yes. you fuck a stranger in the ass on the TV version? Here you go, Larry. You see what happens? You see what happens, Larry? You see what happens? This is what happens, Larry. You see what happens, Larry? You see what happens when you find a stranger in the Alps? When you find a stranger in the Alps. <laughs> like all the... <laughs> you see what happens, Larry? <laughs> There's one where he's like, when you feed... Uh, I can't. I don't even remember what he actually says, but it's filled with curse words. And he's in the TV version. He says, "You see what happens when you when you when you feed a stoner scrambled eggs." Like, <laughs> I love it. Find it. So, so I guess I was I was always wondering if this was a rule or not. But I think this episode has proved that we can pull clips from each other's shows. <laughs> Even though Spencer wasn't here, yeah. that was a that was a bowl, yeah. bowls with buds episode. Well, yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's, I think it's not here. I think that could be the rule. Like, it just can't appear on here. <laughs> so I've uh, I almost pulled uh, my buddy's show uh, has what's your weird story, um, but I did, I've been on it a few times. And I didn't really want to pull anything that I've been on, so I didn't know how kosher that was. What we were doing on that, but. I still need to listen to that because that sounds like a. I think you told me about it once. And yes, it sounds like Maybe a wait until fantastic premise for a show. Times. Well, the way I look at it, we didn't really have any conversations about what we should or shouldn't bring. We have the on and off. That's sort of the only main guidance at the moment. And I just, I really appreciate all mm-hmm. the through lines that we had for today's episodes yeah. that we talked about. So, any way that it shakes up, it's going to be good. That's good. Yeah, it's good. Um, but it is about that time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, that's me done yeah. anyway on the clippage part. Yeah, let's wrap it. Let me get my little a plane, baby. As old um, Night Basil Rosewater with me. Pick the song from last week because I like it so much. Oh. Uh, this is episode three for Misinformed Nation. Bunch of good shit today, OBDM. Daddy Cast, Bowls with Buds, I finally got the name right. <laughs> uh, those Conspiracy Guys, <laughs> Mysterious Universe, Michaela Peterson's podcast. Did I miss any? Flagrant 2. Oh, Flagrant 2. The sequel to Flagrant 1. Nice. <laughs> At some point, we'll figure out where this show will actually live, so it's not on the uh, PodServe website, but it'll be posted somewhere. Email us, one of us. It's going to live on the stream. That's where it's living. And Sir Bimrose and Darren O, I believe, want to hear the first episode. Sir, Sir Seat Sitter. I love you guys. <laughs> I love you guys. 
I love you guys. <laughs> yeah, um, that first episode. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna need to put a commentary up front because there was it's a lot Patreon, of things I was trying to say that when I listened Patreon. back, <laughs> when I listened back, I was like, that didn't come across at all the way I meant it. <laughs> I think you ended up donating over it. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty bad. Um, yeah, it was, but yeah, it was. It'll be released as a bonus episode for sure. And I have to give a shout out to uh, Phone Boy, Fletcher, and Carolyn for the hog story we did Thursday night. That post show, oh Man, yeah, we went. That was a real. That was a real talk. And uh, I hope. I think Fletcher's going to post that. I think uh, a lot of people need to hear what Carolyn had to say because it was powerful. Nice, good shit all around. And uh, we'll catch you folks next time. 